science works by um, by investigating patterns carefully and really, really, really trying to falsify your cherished results. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing. Broadcasting deep in the heart of Blue Ridge Mountains, this is Dean Ledwig, and I'm feeling a little uh, multipolar today. I know uh, I have friends that that have true bipolar disorder. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm just feeling that uh, during this podcast, I'm probably going to go from happy to sad to mad to fun and funny, um, all in you know the blink of an eye, pretty much. But speaking of fun and funny, let's pass it over to my co-host. Hey, this is Scott Dunlop, and I'm reporting from Lukenbach, Texas, in an abandoned missile silo. And uh, I will click twice if I'm still safe, because I'm not sure about his mood today. <laughs> Just watch it. All right, well, it's that time again, folks. Time for Wheel of Genders. Yeah. Oh, give me something good. Give me something good. Here it comes. Here it comes. All right, so this time I am a non-pigment paint. Does that make me clear or white? I don't know. If I'm white, I'm racist, right? Exactly. But if I'm non-pigment, I'm non-binary racially? Non... I don't... Non... Ah, We'll figure it out. Whatever. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Uh, today, I'm a well-hung female amoeba. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> hey, at least I'm well-hung. That's right. That's right. And female. That works. So, first off, let's go into some tech news. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? There were a lot of stories this week that kind of flew under the radar that nobody really heard about or know about. And the first one I want to bring is good old electric cars. Uh, we love electric cars around here. Yeah. Because they they have they have no pollution whatsoever, except for the big holes in the ground that they leave when they mine all the lithium. And the fact that you have to basically submerge them in a lake to put them out if they catch on fire. But other than that, they're great. Well, and then the pollution that gets created by creating and building these cars and these these lithium-ion batteries and everything else is greater than, you know, what most cars produce. Well, and we all know that electric cars are charged by wind power. <laughs> <laughs> it's all hydro, buddy. It's either hydro coal or nuclear oh no can't do that not the cleanest most efficient power source available yeah yeah well i mean it might have been some of obama's clean coal you remember that one when he oh, yeah. office? i'm gonna i'm gonna put out there some clean coal it's like yeah how you, how you gonna do that buddy now i will say there are coal uh coal powered plants that 
you know, with the filtering systems and the scrubbers that they have, I mean, the, the air quality that comes out of their stacks is better than what's in your living room. Yes, but that stuff that they pull off the scrubbers has to go somewhere. Shh, don't talk about that. Yeah, there's probably no toxic heavy metals in there like, oh, I don't know, mercury. No, come on. Well, anyway, so back to electric cars. There's the Chevy Bolt recall is burning up what's left of GM's EV goodwill. The largest automaker in the U.S. had big goals for electric vehicles, but the last half decade is now full of stumbles. General Motors plans to launch 30 new electric vehicles around the world by 2025 and aspires to sell only zero-emission vehicles by 2035. But over the last few years, the United States' biggest automaker has once again squandered its advantages. It held in the still burgeoning field of electronic ve- or electric vehicles through bad politics, bad investments, and now notably massive recalls of the Bolt. Currently, it is the only all-electric vehicle thanks to around a dozen reported fires. Wow. Hmm. Uh, This recall is probably going to rival the uh, Pinto. Maybe. Before this was the biggest automaker uh, recall ever. Yeah, Ford... uh, (laughs) They screwed up on that Ford one. Ford had a bad idea, you know, tap the back bumper and it blows up on you because the gas tank's right behind the bumper. Yeah, it was a good idea. Poorly, poorly executed. Well, GM had another one. Their uh, Fieros were catching on fire because they ran the fuel line over the over the header. So that was yeah. That that's was always bad. that's always a good idea. Yeah, probably a bad one. Doesn't on get one. hot there. No, 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 no. And so, who can forget the Vega? Oh yeah, that was the, the car one. that was actually designed to rust out in three to four years. Mm. <laughs> well, it says in the meantime, GM gave Bolt owners something else to worry about this week as it advised them to park at least 50 feet away from other vehicles. <laughs> That's in addition to the previous guidance owners have received, including parking away from their homes, so that doesn't catch on fire, not charging overnight, not charging above 90%, or letting their vehicles battery drain below 70 miles of range good lord what's the point so let me let me think here so all i have to do right now is pull up to these mini stations that we have mm-hmm. all over the place yeah put a card in put the hose in and then when it clicks i stop and i put the hose away and then drive off then you drive away and I don't blow up. It's flammable liquid. Hmm. Just not seeing an advantage here. Well, it's, it's, uh, you can virtual signal. Well, I can't do that. I can smell my own farts like on South Park with the Prius episode. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go search out the Prius episode. It's awesome. So, you know, when you get that pretentious, you can s- sniff your own farts. I want to see NASCAR run with Priuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, they would go really, really fast for a couple of laps, and then they would run out, run out of uh, electricity, and have to go charge again for eight hours. I mean, the, well, the, I mean, Race the one benefit, the one benefit to electric motors is they have instant torque. That is true. But that's really the only benefit. 
Well, so uh, I think enough has been said on that one. What's your story next? Okay. Apple is in the news again. Uh, Apple really isn't so. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Apple released a critical software patch to fix a security vulnerability. Ready for this? That researchers said could allow hackers to directly infect iPhones and other Apple devices. Whoa, with whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, back up. Uh huh. Back up. Uh huh. Apples don't get viruses or malware. No, of that course not. That doesn't happen. As I've said for years, Steve Jobs, well, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates both, their genius is in marketing. Hmm. So OS X or OS X as it used to be called in the various uh, (laughs) and sundry of versions that they put out. Right. Which is FreeBSD, which is Unix. Essentially. And FreeBSD was based off, Lynx was based off FreeBSD. Yes. So is Android. Yes. So ho- hold on. I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Uh, so a- basically Android and Apple run on the same operating system that they didn't have to pay for. But they market it really well. Okay. Okay. But go ahead. My, uh-huh. my bad. Well, you know, you, you stopped me right before I said the critical point. It says that uh, it says it can allow hackers to directly infect iPhones and other Apple devices and get ready for this without any user interaction. So it's not opening an email. It's not clicking on a link in an, in an iMessage. It just happens. They actually infect your iPhone or your uh, MacBook without your knowledge, without your action, without anything. Unlike... You know, we you know, we hear about ransomware a lot. Ransomware is not somebody hacking into your system and planting it. It's somebody sending you an email and you click on a link that you shouldn't have clicked on. You open an attachment you shouldn't have opened. Um, and that installs that malware, which is the ransomware. This allows hackers to get right into your phone, plant uh, this malicious code, and then pretty much take over your phone. So they're basically taking the dumbest part of the equation out, which is the user. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it says uh, the previously unknown vulnerability, effect, previously unknown, they had no idea this was even going on, Uh-oh. affected all major Apple devices, iPhones, Macs, and Apple Watches. So you're telling me the geniuses didn't figure it out at the bar? Yeah. Um, sorry to tell you, you don't have to be a genius to work there. Have you tried reloading it? Let's reset your whole system. That'll fix it. Have you turned it off and back on? Awesome. Uh, it was the first time a so-called zero-click exploit, one that doesn't require users to click on uh, suspected links or open infected files, it's the first time it has been caught and analyzed. The researchers said they found that malicious code on September 7th and immediately alerted Apple. Uh, the targeted activist asked to remain anonymous. It was a Saudi activist who was trying to bring democracy about in Saudi Arabia. Um, but uh, they're not attributing the attack to the Saudi government. Of course not. But, you know, but then again, we don't attribute things to 
other countries that like China, you know, that maybe we're afraid of. I, I don't know. Uh, we don't call people out anymore. We used to call people out. I'm sure there were no Saudis involved in 9-11 at all. No. Oh, I mean, that's right. There were. Does anybody remember the, the statement, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall? I mean, we used to call out countries and governments for what they did. Uh, we don't do that anymore. But um, it says, although security experts say that the average iPhone, iPad, and Mac user generally need not worry, generally need not worry, <laughs> such attacks teen, tend to be limited to specific targets. Uh, the discovery still alarms security professionals. You know, it's, it's, it's something that can be exploited by any company worth, you know, that's willing to pay the money to have it done by a hacker group. Um, Pegasus, a, maybe? Yeah, Pegasus. <laughs> um, that matter of fact, they're mentioned in here. So is the NSO group, which is pretty much the premier hacker group. They're out of Israel. Um, then they're pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah, so is Pegasus. That's an Israeli company right there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you think you're safe on your iPhone, think again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they were, and Apple wanted to hide this. No. Of course. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, it says, uh, if Pegasus was only being used against criminals and terrorists, we never would have found this stuff. See, and that's that's the thing. They're like, well, it, they only ser- seek out certain people to plant this on, but it's not. That's not the case. Um, you know, they're worried about it because this can be used to be an exploit on anybody's iPhone, on anybody's Apple Watch, Macintosh, whatever. You know, if there's a group that you want to target. This is a good way to do it, whether they are extreme fundamentalist something or just people you disagree with. Well, so I'm going to pose a question to you. This is a quiz. Okay. I know the answer, but I'm going to I'm going to pose a question to you. What is the most hackable phone out there? Um, probably an Android. Wrong. And I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me why. So, Android has so many different hardware variations, so many patch levels, Mm. so many customizations, it doesn't make sense. Hackers only go for the low-hanging fruit. So, if you've got a phone that all runs on the same operating system with no special customizations, which one do you think is going to be the larger, most profitable target? Well, yeah, absolutely. That's why Pegasus was primarily designed for the iPhone. And every time that that Apple comes out with a new patch to cover a vulnerability, the Israeli company that owns Pegasus, they start a new cycle of finding the vulnerability which will allow you to remote control that phone. Basically, a rat. So... When that happens, who do you think they give that to? Honest people that are trying to stop crime? No, the highest bidder. Whoever's willing to pay for it absolutely gets it. But whether that be a hacker group, a government, not the U.S., maybe the U.S., maybe. but not always the U.S., 
Um, I think it was done in Mexico to catch uh, Guzman. That's that was used for him. Yep, yep. That's how they caught him is with Pegasus. They sell to the highest bidder. So they can pull all your I messages because I message is a little different than SMS and supposedly the most secure texting that you can do. Supposedly. Right. They can catch it. The one that that they want to uh, run through a hashing. That's right. It's check for child porn. And again, folks, child porn bad. But looking at everything that I want to do privately, not good either. So, you know, when we when we talk about these phones that we carry around with us everywhere, they're on us. I've got one. I'm not I'm not downing anybody for this. This is just for informational purposes. Please know that what you put on your phone is not private. Look at how many uh, leaks of of um, Fauci dick pics that oh, they yeah. had <laughs> on the iCloud, the supposedly most secure operating system and infrastructure in the world. And then all those celebrities got their naked pictures thrown out there. I mean, my, my thing is, is don't take naked pictures of yourself. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't take naked pictures of myself probably because I break my phone doing it. But uh, <laughs> nobody wants to see that anyway. No, but no, <laughs> no. Please, please, no. Uh, the, the funny thing is buried at the bottom of the article is this exploit has been known since at least 2018. This is just the first time that they've actually seen the malicious code itself. So now they can they can uh, protect against it. Do they have an amount that they estimate have been infected? Uh, no, they just they know about thirty seven individual cases, uh, including the um, uh, what was it the Washington Post journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi Khashoggi yeah. when he was killed in the uh, Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's one of the cases. Actually, it's his fiance that was one of the cases. Hmm. Yeah. Saudi murder. The Saudi CIA, activists. The CIA uh, attributes it to the Saudi government. Uh, I can't argue with that, but then again, I'm not one to agree with the CIA all the time. But the Saudis are our buddies, you know? So is China. The Saudis, I mean, they, they believe in human rights. You know, their women drive. Oh, their women don't drive. No. That's right. Okay. No. And they, they hire people to come in from out of the country because everybody's a prince. And homosexuality is punishable by death. Only if you get caught. Uh, okay. Uh, sounds like pretty fair people. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a democratic nation. Mm-hmm. And the the person whose phone this was found on was a Saudi activist trying to bring about democracy. Mm. So that's all I got on that one. All right. Well, speaking of phones, TikTok parent company, ByteDance. Uh-uh. Uh, ByteDance is the parent company. I thought it was China it? was a parent company. <laughs> ByteDance, China, you know, yeah. it depends on how you pronounce it. Adds time limit for kids under 14 on its video app in China. Uh, youth mode will limit kids under 14 to 40 minutes a day. Well, we, we talked about this last time. 
it is a Chinese surveillance app. Yeah, it is owned and run by the Chinese uh, intelligence agency. And who is their biggest consumer? American kids. There you go. Yeah, well, it says the Chinese version of this popular short video app, TikTok, will limit its users in China who are under 14 years old to 40 minutes a day. And the app's youth mode keeps in line with Chinese government's new restrictions on access to video games for younger children. Teens under 14 will be able to access TikTok between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m., but won't be able to use the app outside that window, the company said. The rules will apply to the real name authenticated users, in quotes, under 14, and the company encouraged parents to help their children complete real name authentication process or activate youth mode when prompted by the app. The Chinese government has been focused on reducing the amount of time Chinese teenagers spend online, which it views as harmful. Last month, National Press and Publication Administration, oh, that sounds like a great government name. Oh, I want to work there. Which restrict Chinese citizens under 18 to online playing games only on Fridays, weekends, and holidays between 8 p.m. 8, 8, 8 and 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Authorities have directed game companies like platforms like TikTok to use real name identification for all users. Well, they're also using uh, facial recognition. The process requires a user to provide a phone number and other identification to access online games. Now, it uh, it occurred to me, I was reading this same article uh, earlier, and it occurred to me that this could be TikTok itself making this move because, again, it's run by the Chinese intelligence agency to help weed out Chinese kids so that it can start collecting data a lot easier from, you know, their user base worldwide. Well, and there's a few other things that came to my mind, kind of limiting how much Western propaganda that they can look at. Uh, that, that makes sense as well. Um, you know, they don't want to see the Western effeminate men because, you know, China is cracking down on the girly guns Mm-hmm. Um, as the article I read last week called them, uh, you know, and they're, they're, they're saying that their men have to be more masculine, that they cannot be on, on any broadcasted platform if they're not masculine enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's Westernization. Of course, Hong Kong, which was, and I'm sure still is underground at least, you know, a very Westernized society. Uh, China hates that, mm-hmm. you know, and they hate the fact that people call them out on it. Uh, Blinken, <laughs> our wonderful Secretary of State, Blinken. What a name, Blinken. Uh, he said, we stand with the people of Hong Kong in a tweet and then immediately removed it or very shortly thereafter because uh, China reached out and said uh, within their own tweet that it was an irresponsible comments from a certain U.S. politician. Well, at least he didn't have to do what John Cena did and apologize for calling Taiwan an actual country. In Chinese. In Mandarin, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, It's getting crazy. 
I mean, oh yeah, this TikTok thing. I wish, I wish it could be done here. Um, no, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just not a. You know, it's funny. TikTok has. There was a report that came out not long ago that TikTok has a longer viewing time per user than YouTube does. I don't doubt it. Which, you know, makes perfect sense because you're looking, you know, TikTok is what, 30 second videos? Mm -hmm. One minute maybe, I think. Uh, they have a, a short time limit. And it's easy to flip through and watch, you know, 30 second videos, one minute videos. And I know people that will sit there and do that for hours on end. Whereas a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of YouTube content, you know, if you're going for actual content, that's where you're going to go. And those sometimes are an hour, two hours, you know, half an hour. And people don't want to sit that long and wait. You know, they'd rather be entertained than informed. Well, it's always hitting the pleasure centers, you know, like gambling. It's the same thing. You're getting that payoff every time. You're getting that and, dopamine rush. Yeah. And it's, it, since they're so small, you don't have to take any lulls in it. It's all, it's all reward. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's changing the self-valuation that people have. It's no longer how you feel about yourself. It's no longer, you know, how your comrades, comrades. Oh, Ooh, there's a word. Comrade. There's a word. Uh, how your friends feel about you and how you feel about yourself. It's how many likes you can get how many retweets you can get, how many, you know, views you can get on your TikTok video. I remember when Instagram was just filters, and that's all it was. You took a picture, you applied some filters, and you were good before girls started showing their butts on it. Well, that's when Zuck bought it. Yeah. Uh, the Zuck. We could do a whole episode just on him. Well, we got news about him in a minute. Uh -huh. Oh, that uh, sounds good. Is that it for Apple? Uh, yeah, that's all I had for Apple TikTok. and TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you got one next? Uh, sure. Uh, back to hacking. And um, the hacker group known as Anonymous is at it again. <laughs> the heck? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, I know. folks, let's, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. This Anonymous thing is crazy. Okay, so... If you ever want to go have some fun for a minute, go on this uh, forum called 4chan. And, <laughs> and if you don't put your name in and register, you're listed as anonymous. That's where this whole thing came from. So there was originally, yeah, there were a couple of script kitties that were called anonymous who caused some havoc with some DDoS. But they were some people on the uh on the 4chan forums that decided to get a little froggy. Now, there's a there's a great documentary out about them, and I think it's called We Are Legion. Yeah. And go watch that, folks. You'll, you'll get it. These guys aren't masterminds, trust me. They are not masterminds. <laughs> They're so, geniuses like the guys at the Genius Bar. So when I hear anonymous, of course, we'll probably get DDoSed after this. <laughs> uh, one can only hope. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, don't don't mess with us. We're just giving you free publicity. But anyway, um, so anytime anybody says anonymous and it's like, ooh, it's anonymous, I'm like, <laughs> you know, those were 
we're four kids on a on a forum, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, they got masks. Okay, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. All right. Well, <clears throat> anonymous says it has hacked the domain name registrar Epic, and it's released a trove of data online. That's how they call it a trove. Um, now, I actually have their pr- anonymous put out a press release. They got a PR company? A hacker group puts out a press release. What the? Okay, before I, I'm going to read it, but before I read it, um, and I've said this before, I've been in IT for a very long time. And punch cards, even. Oh, yeah. Oh, punch cards and reel to reels and dispacks. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> punch cards and dispacks and reel to reel. Oh, my. Anyway, um, not to mention your 10-inch floppy. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about those. That's <laughs> what so she said. Anyway, okay. Um, what I was going to get at is that, you know, in the, in the systems engineering, sysadmin world, we used, it used to be a, a personality type that was all for freedom transparency, openness. Um, we're all open source guys. Uh, we were, you know, we believed in right and wrong, but with a slight anarchistic track trend, um, we would definitely be described more right wing than left. Um, and that has so violently changed in the last several years. And you can really hear it in this, uh, in, in this press release. So I'm going to read it. Official anonymous, not to be confused with anonymous official grifters. Press release, September 13th, notorious hacker on Estra- Estradiol. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Uh, pres- present grand reveal of Rob Hitler should have won monster. Rob Monster is the runs runs Epic uh, domain serv- domain registrar. Yeah, Says, who else? Uh, Rob <laughs> Rob Hitler should have won Monster. You know when you name a company Epic, that implies something really big's gonna happen. Deserving of the name. Well, after years of bolstering the worst trash the internet has to offer, this is truly the epic moment we've all been waiting for. Contained within this release. The following delicious morsels that will surely be digested for months to come. A decade's worth of data from the company. That's right, everybody. Time to find out who in your family secretly ran an ivermectin horse porn fetish site, (laughs) disinfo publishing outfit, or yet another QAnon hellhole. Want to know when a nation state decided to offer hosting to some domestic terror groups? without those pesky DDoS mitigating reverse proxies getting in your way? Want to know the identity of the owner of a domain large or large set of domains used in yet another influence slash information operation? Decloak origin IPs of Nazi websites for further investigation, poking and prodding. Map out a decade of online fash with a level of clarity nobody has been able to until now. What you get for the low, low price of zero dollars. My God, this sounds like a 
uh, Ron Perlman. You know, I'm waiting for the, and wait, there's more. Uh, you get for the low price of $0, all domain purchases, all domain transfers, all who is history, unredacted, all DNS changes, all email forwards, catch-alls, etc. Payment history, but no credit card data. And then it says, don't get excited, FBI. We're not in that game. Uh, account credentials for all Epic customers, hosting, anonymized VPN, and so on. And it goes on to list all kinds of other stuff, SSH keys. Uh, home and root directories of one of their core systems. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, you're, you're going to hate me for this. Yes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Some of the stuff that you said there was was awesome because, you know, some of these honeypots that the government supposedly doesn't yep. run, yep. Uh, <laughs> that this is... This is awesome. I love this stuff. Oh, I'm you know, I'm all for the transparency. I'm all for all of that. Uh, I think people are going to get caught up in it. That shouldn't be um, because they registered a name somewhere. And a lot of a lot of people register a lot of domain names just so they can sell the name. Well, I disagree with the point there. Okay. So we've had various dumps of information from the Snowden dumps to the Fauci dumps. Yes. People don't pay attention to them. Why? TLDR. Too long, didn't Mm -hmm. read. And that goes back back to the TikTok video. Stuff that I was talking about. Exactly. Nobody's going to dig into this. Nobody's going to see what's out there. I love that they did this because there's so much out there. You know, look, I believe believe in protecting my own personal privacy as much Mm -hmm. as possible. Right. That's why I live in a bunker. Okay. But I don't know. These these companies that are shell companies for something else, for something hidden and things like that, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of torn because I love this type of stuff. I love I love leaks. I love uh, when information is like, out I like, there. I like internal leaks, whistleblowers, that type of thing. I do. I don't like data breaches by an outside uh, organization. What? And I would, I, I, would, I would bet my hard-earned money that they didn't do this from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, it would not surprise me if there was some government intervention in this because uh, Epic initially registered a domain and then released it um, because it was... One of those domains that was set up for people to spy on their neighbors in Texas about the abortion thing mm-hmm. and uh, abortion whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my neighbor's getting an abortion. Go on this website and, and put it all in, hoping to get the 10 grand, you know, yeah. lawsuit. And I, I agree that site should not be available to anybody. Agreed. Um, though they have the right to, I don't, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that people have the right to do that I hate, but you know, whatever. Anyway, that's the reason this all came out. Could there be some government intervention intervention involved? Obvi- uh, of course. Um, it was there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just speculation. But you know, this press release reads like some kid wrote it. Uh, probably a script kitty, and probably somebody who had some help from the inside. Well. It's interesting. Um, I hope some good comes out of it. it. Sounds like there already has been. If it's if it's ex- exposed the 
the narc site. You know, I don't I don't like anybody getting canceled. I don't think that that's yeah. that's right. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't have lists. Lists no. are bad. <laughs> lists are bad. You mean lists like uh, when Biden took office, it was the make a list of all of everybody who supported Trump and yeah. make sure they can't work anywhere anymore and put them in uh, re-education camps. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, they need a special place for those people. <laughs> <laughs> those people. Put them on trains. Yeah, put them on trains. Give send them a star. Them, send them to camps. Give them a gold star. Yeah. Because they're different from us. They think differently. Yeah. They're the uh, disease rats. They're always talking about their feelings about these freedoms. Mm-hmm. And not wanting to take what the government gives them. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's all I got on that one. All right. Well, I got a, I got a good one. I got a feel-good one. All righty. Just because I feel good about it. Okay. Because it's hard out here in the bunker. People don't want to run services out here. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> right now, yes. I'm running on on a uh, virtual ISDN through 3G. It's not very much fun. So, my buddy Elon, you know I love Elon. I got, oh, a, yeah. I got a bro crush on him. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk says Starlink Internet service leaving beta in October. That's later than the August date he mentioned on the Mobile World Congress in June. Yeah, there's a thing called ships, folks. Couldn't get. Well, I mean, he's he's known for not making deadlines, but I mean, I don't think he cares. With what he's, with, <laughs> I don't. I don't either. And but with what he's doing, two months late is not. There were two delays. One okay. is there wasn't enough silicate to build the modems, right. so there wasn't chips. Yeah, there wasn't chips to yeah. build modems. We talked about that every dang podcast. Yes. And the other thing is, is there wasn't any liquid oxygen to launch any more rockets. Well, I mean, those are definite good reasons. Yeah. So. And again, I think a two-month delay on something like this is. is That's nothing. 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 Uh, SpaceX CEO Elon Musk tweeted Friday that the company's Starlink satellite network would come out of its open beta phase next month. That's two months later than the August due date. When he said also he expects this service to have possibly 500,000 users within 12 months, the Starlink system calls for a constellation of nearly 12,000 satellites in low Earth orbit that will beam continuous broadband internet service. Terminal cost of $4.99, and there's a 99 monthly fee for service. It's an open public beta test in 2020 and Musk said in August that SpaceX has shipped 100,000 Starlink terminals, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. which includes a satellite dish and a Wi-Fi router for use in 14 countries. As the beta ends and more countries are able to get access to Starlink, that 100,000 number is likely to grow, although it's hard to tell when it might reach half a million mark that Musk predicted Starlink's internet internet service is to be sold directly to consumers in rural areas around the world, among other customers. And it's touting a hundred megabits download and 20 megabits upload. Mm -hmm. Reviews of Starlink service have been mixed. However, well, it's in beta. Well, it's in beta and and, you know, a hundred down 20 up is more than enough for any average family. Yeah. More than enough. I mean, AT&T's touting 
you know, gigabit up and down to your house in fiber. Nobody, not only does nobody need it, most people cannot use that bandwidth. Well, and depending on what what kind of router that you're using too with Wi-Fi, you may not get it. So if you're just doing 2.4, then it's not AEC. Right. Then you're you're pulling 24 megabits, I think, is what the number is. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. So you're you're not getting a whole lot. I know that when I use my Quest to use virtual desktop on my Quest to play games off my PC mm-hmm. to my Quest. I have to be wired through the PC and I have to have a five gigahertz connection to the router for it to play smoothly. Yeah. And, and still it's emulated a bit too. So it's not, it's not direct one-to-one. Right. It's not like being wired in. So I can see where, where 20 megabits or not 20, but a hundred megabits would be just fine. Even if you split that into five chunks over five people, you're still good to go. You can stream. Yeah, you're still streaming. You're still doing all the things that a normal family would do. You know, you still surf the net. You're still able to get on Facebook. I was running uh, Counter-Strike servers on 10 megabit. Yeah, it's, it's plenty. People think more is better. To a degree, it is, but you hit a point of saturation where or unsaturation, I guess would be a better term. You know, you're, you've, you're paying for something you can't use. Well, and people need to remember when you're dealing with consumer lines is it's best effort up to, if you look at the commercials, yes. they say up to yes. 100 megabits, up to 200 megabits, up to a gigabit. And this is a way that people can finally actually cut the cable completely. You know, I know a lot of people that go to, you know, have done streaming, but still have cable for their internet access. Yeah. Um, now, with this, they can cut it completely. Now, granted, four ninety nine is is a pretty good chunk of change for somebody to lay out up front. Um, a lot of people can't afford that. I, I get it. But, you know, if you want to completely cut from the cable companies, this is the way to do it. Okay. We get into something else. The cable companies are charging you for that equipment. They're just charging you over the over the month. So right. it's subsidized just like a phone. So when you go and get your quote-unquote free phone, you're not. You're paying for that yeah. phone. Yeah. That phone is, you're paying for it like a credit card. Right. At some point, if you don't upgrade and they want you to keep upgrading, that way they keep charging you that mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. for the phone. Um, if you don't upgrade... At some point, your your uh, bill goes down by twenty to forty dollars a month. I've never seen that. <laughs> well, you know, you got a flip phone, so you you went you went to Circle K and got you a burner. But I understand that I'm not ready to do that because I still work for a corporation, and you <laughs> do not. The one thing about the high upfront cost is the high upfront cost for the equipment is just the cost of the equipment. Well, yeah, of course. I'm just saying. For somebody to lay out four ninety nine, just you know, write a check and there it is. A lot of people just can't do that right now. Everybody's got a credit card. Hadn't you look at the national debt lately? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, I've I've been on the uh, I I was an early adopter. Wanted to get in there, get it tested. I wanted to test for my corporation under my money because right. I, if I like it, I want to keep it. Yeah. But if I go out, uh, if I leave the bunker and want to travel around and do some remote locations so I can kind of keep the satellites off me, then 
than uh, only Elon satellite, but not not the NSA satellites. Well, if you got to trust Elon. If I want to keep them off of me, then I can go roam with this dish, and I think it's the greatest thing ever because I don't know if people have stayed in in hotels. I carry a travel router with me because I have been attacked on the Wi-Fi in a hotel. Yeah, I mean that's actually a pretty common occurrence. Yeah. Is it, I mean and so is, you're not really safe anywhere on any public Wi-Fi. So if you're in Starbucks doing your business on your MacBook trying to look <laughs> cool, I I, I don't I, I work in a Starbucks. That's where I work. And I drink lattes <laughs> all day. I got my mocha choker frappa bullshit. Yeah, and you got you got your Apple logo there with your shiny lid open. Oh yeah. So Pretty. Somebody can attack you. Somebody probably is. Yeah. Somebody's look somebody's looking through your uh, dick pics is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, really excited about the uh uh Starlink and we may just do a podcast. Uh, when the Starlink arrives, we'll just do the whole podcast on the dish and get right. it, give it a spin when it gets here. So cool. we will beta test it for you guys. I'm excited. So uh, enough of my fanboy crap because I'm, <laughs> I'm an Elon fanboy. I'll admit it 100%. I'm in Elon's camp. What do you got there, Dean, for the next one? Uh, I think I'm done with tech news. All right. Well, I do have one more thing. That I, I have plenty of, I do have two more things that I do want to talk about. One of them's a Facebook VP dispute reported claims to the platform knows about multiple flaws. It doesn't fix. And this was written in the wall street journal. Facebook's vice president of global affairs criticized a series of stories, the wall street journal that reported that social network is aware of numerous problems across its platforms that cause harm to users, but does little to fix them. In a post on Facebook's blog, Nick Clegg wrote that there was absolutely legitimate for us to be held to account for how we deal with some of the issues outlined in the journal reporting. The stories contain deliberate mischaracterizations of what we are trying to do and confirmed false motives to Facebook's leadership and employees. This week, the journal published a sweeping series of deeply reported stories on Facebook based on its review of internal documents concluding that the company's platforms are riddled with flaws that cause harm, often in ways that the company doesn't fully understand. What what other, other, other than censorship... So what you're saying is there are flaws in Facebook software that cause harm and the company knows about it and they are intentionally not doing anything about it. Is Did I get the gist of that? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, I, I okay. find that hard to believe. Wait a minute. <laughs> we are in China. Oh, no. Well, hold on. It, it goes on. The story includes details of the X-Check program that the journal found exempt celebrities from Facebook standards and moderation rules. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A look at internal research that shows its photo platform, Instagram is problematic for younger users, mental health, go figure. How changes Facebook 
made in its algorithm increased engagement, but actually made the users more angry. A look at employees' concerns about how its platforms may be used in human trafficking and how CEO Mark Zuckerberg's initiative to promote COVID-19 vaccines drew anti-vax activists to flood Facebook with barrier to vaccination content, which was shut down, by the way. Of course it was. Um, so, so they will fix the things that they think are wrong. Well, well and, then, and then, you know, the, the what you were talking about with, you know, the point of the software making people angrier uh, that is that's what they want that's 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 the that's what brings people back that's the engagement they want eyes on there so they will go for the rabbit hole that makes you more angry because that keeps your eyes on it i mean there was a time i I still play video games but there was a time when i would stay up till three four o'clock in the morning because i couldn't pass a certain level and it was that frustration factor that kept me coming back and that kept me engaged. It's the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if they can keep, the longer they can keep your eyes on there and keep you engaged, the more of your information habits that they can build the model on which to sell you things. Exactly. Well, and then there's the, the social engineering aspect of it and the social, actually more social modeling aspect of it where they're not only gauging what your responses are and so forth so they can advertise more to you. They are trying to steer you towards certain products that you normally wouldn't even purchase. Mind control? Oh, my God. MK Ultra. What? Just without acid? It's the Illuminati. <laughs> the Rothschilds are, are doing it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. We're going down an area we don't want to go down. Not for first yeah, half. We're not not for no. first half of the show. Let's no, uh, no, no, no. We're not in the conspiracy theories. All right. Well, let's close this out with one one more thing because we're running long on tech news, being a tech podcast. Yeah. Running <laughs> long on tech news because we got all kinds of stuff that's not tech. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll skip these other couple, but a man who unlocked nearly 2 million AT&T phones gets 12 years in prison. That's it? Yeah, the DOJ says the seven-year scheme cost AT&T almost $200 million. What? All right. Where, where are they going to miss $200 million? So if you ever look at the AT&T logo, it looks like the Death Star. That it should does. tell you something I've, I've right there. All along. Well, they were Ma Bell. Yeah. Well, the man who the Department of Justice said unlocked AT&T customers' phones for a fee was sentenced to 12 years in prison. I know people that have had manslaughter gotten out in four years, but anyway, or got sentenced for four years, yeah, got out yeah. in two. Right. Uh, but anyway, it's all about money. People don't care whether you live or die, but you mess with their money, you're going to spend a lot of time in jail. They're going to put you in a cage, man. Well, yeah, and, and you know, AT&T has a very large lobbying group. Lobbying? What do they do? They oh, hang they, around in hotels and, and greet people. In lobbies? Yes. Yeah. Well, folks, they buy politicians. That's what they do. That's what a lobby group does is they buy votes. So most of them are former. Yourself. Most of them are former politicians themselves. Yes. So they know what to do and how to do it. 
But not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Uh, and what the judge called a terrible, terrible crime over an extended period, which allegedly continued even after the authorities were on to the scheme. According to a news release from the DOJ in 2012, Mohammed Fahid, a citizen of Pakistan and Grenada, contacted an AT&T employee via Facebook and offered the employee a significant sum of money to help him secure, secretly unlock AT&T phones, freeing the customers from installment agreement payments from AT&T service. Fahid used the alias Frank Zhang, according to... That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> according to the DOJ... He's Pakistani. And persuaded though, does, the it, AT&T, does it make him racist? Well, maybe. And persuaded the AT&T employment... No, if you're brown, you can't be racist. Right. And persuaded the AT&T employee to recruit other employees at the call center in... Uh, Botha, Washington, almost at Washington. That's a very Texas thing to say. <laughs> um, to help with the elaborate scheme. Fahid instructed the AT&T employees to set up fake business and phony bank accounts to receive payments and create fictitious invoices for deposits into fake accounts and create the appearance that money was exchanged as part of the scheme was payment for legitimate services. Okay, this guy's been doing this for seven years. Obviously, he got through to some of the AT&T employees. Yeah. So, sound like there's a little collusion. No. And it wasn't just a simple phone call. (laughs) Maybe it was. (laughs) All right, and... 2013, however, AT&T put into place a new unlocking system which made it harder for Fahid's crew to unlock phones, unique IMEI numbers. So according to the DOJ, he hired a developer to design malware that could be installed on AT&T's computer system that allegedly allowed him to unlock phones and do it more efficiently. The AT&T employees working with with Fahid helped him access the information about the system and other employees' credentials, allowing his developer to tailor the malware more precisely. Hmm. Inside job. Man, he sounds like he was in there for a while, so... Couldn't happen to a nicer company, to be honest with you. (laughs) All right. I don't know. I'm I'm (laughs) anti-Verizon. Hey, man, when Elon comes out with the... The satellite mobile phone. I'm on Starlink board. Phone. Starlink I'm, I phone. Will, I will be first in line. I'm on board. All right. Well, that's it for tech news. Our news section, the Butthurt Report. Now, I just, uh, I was on vacation for a week and didn't look at anything. Poor guy. Yeah, I know. I was uh, not looking at anything. So, for this week's Butthurt Report, we're working on a song, but... It's not here yet. So that's what that's you get. not it. That's what you get. So we're going to go over 2020 uh, since uh, the cancel culture machine has kind of stopped because nobody's been putting out any movies. So nobody really cares. So we'll go down a couple of these notable as as kind of a best of. Oh, OK. And these are the people that got butthurt in 2020. The first one was Doja Cat. Um. So she seems to be a woman of color. 
and she was canceled twice for starting a beef with uh, Nicki Minaj fans, and then again when she allegedly, allegedly made racist comments. Now, I love this because all of it says allegedly. Of course. Well, they have to. Well, I mean, the, th- the thing is, is under an allegation, that's guilty until proven innocent. And that's not, the, that's not the way justice works. It's a court of public opinion. All right, moving on. Nice guy. Like him as an actor, yep. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt had been canceled on numerous times on Twitter over claims he, that he allegedly was homophobic and attends an anti, oh, here we go with alphabet soup, LGBTQ plus church. Anti-LGBTQ plus church. And many fans started turning against him. Now, it looks like it's hurting him a lot. Not. Yeah. Lizzo was canceled by Harry Styles fans after a video surfaced Twitter showing her pretending to grab Harry's butt. Don't care. <laughs> Why are people getting canceled over this Canceled because she pretended to grab his butt. She didn't even grab his butt. I know. She pretended to grab his butt. Yeah. Good Lord, people get a life. I know. I know. So, anyway, those are just a couple of people who've been uh, uh, butthurt. And, in the you know, all right. Celebrities are very fragile people. Yeah. But that's their business. I mean, their business is their image and things like that. And I, I get that. Do they not realize that all these people are internet trolls? Really? Yeah. Uh, no, they honestly, I don't think they do. Um, I was last year I met, well, the name doesn't matter and he doesn't know I'm going to talk about him. So I'm not going to mention his name, but I met a movie producer last year and he was telling me he's worked with a lot of the big stars um, and they're all depressed all the time. They have no self-esteem. Mm. You know, look at 2020. And all of the little video clips that kept coming out on, you know, from all these celebrities. Look at that that whole fiasco with the song Imagine. All that stuff, all of it was one thing and one thing only. Hey, don't forget about me. I'm still here. Mm. They, they think that their fans love them. They think the trolls are real people with real feelings. And not just trolls doing the troll thing. Yeah. Uh, well, being on the internet for a very, very long time and spending a lot of time on BBSs, <laughs> that's where trolls originated. IRC. Um, so back in the BBS days, you get on there and you talk trash. That's what you do. Yeah. And nobody took flame it Flame wars. We had flame, flame wars. Flame wars, yeah. Yeah. Nobody took it seriously because it's just a screen. It's just a screen. It's not real life. Uh, IRL, folks. IRL. Separate Uh, from your screen for five minutes and go outside. Go outside, get some vitamin D. That'll keep you from getting COVID. We're soon going to be in Ready Player One. We've joked about it, but... I'm 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 there with you. I think we're we're just going to be so isolated and we're going to be in such a bubble and we're going to be so fragile. 
fragile. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That nobody can say anything that disagrees with us or else we're going to shatter into a million pieces and they're going to be horrible people and don't deserve to live. They're going to need their own fountains. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. That sounds familiar. Wait a minute. That happened somewhere else. Their own lunch counters? Ooh, the unclean. Oh. I mean, unvaccinated. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> And look, folks, here again, I'm going to say it like I say it every time. Nobody cares whether you're vaccinated or not. We don't really care. Just don't mandate it and have punitive punishments for the people who choose something different than you. Right. You do you. Grow up, man. You do you. Toughen up a little bit, buttercup. Toughen up, buttercup. (laughs) All right. Well, that's a butthurt report. It's time for the news. All right. Well, I got to tell you, there's a trigger warning here. The horse or the guitar? Because I know Willie's guitar is named Trigger. <laughs> well, only one, of them, only one of them's dead. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. That's true. The horse got to be dead by now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, actually, uh, Roy Rogers stuffed his horse. Ooh. Um, <laughs> as I said that... <laughs> Uh, hopefully not in more ways than one. Well, we can take that a lot of different ways, but we're trying to keep it clean here. So we're really trying. We're really, really trying. Anyway, I uh, got a trigger warning. Um, there may be some harf- harmful language ahead. Uh, that's what the National Archives are saying about the America's founding documents, the Constitution, and the Declaration of Independence. Well, hold on. Are you talking about America? Yes, I am. That's racist. Yes, the National Archives in uh, Washington, D.C. has issued a trigger warning, which is racist because the documents are racist. It actually says, um, oh, this year racism, they, they hired a racism task force um, who issued a 100-page report, and they... Uh, One of the recommendations was to warn of harmful content in historic texts, including, again, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. The National Archives has added a harmful language alert label on the nation's founding documents um, as part of a new anti-racism policy put in place by the task force. The move by the institution, which is also considered retiring the term Charters of Freedom, since the founding documents did not grant liberty to everyone, has prompted uh, furious reactions. No kidding. The agency implemented the new policy as per recommendation of an anti-racism task force that was named last year after the police-involved death of George Floyd. Oh, God. Uh, earlier this year, the task force produced a 100-page report Blasting its own headquarters. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm yeah, telling it, on myself. <laughs> it blasted its own headquarters rotunda for structural racism. I think they took the word structural a little too literal. Earlier this year, the task force produced a 100-page report blasting its own headquarters rotunda for structural racism over paintings it displays which are said to depict the United States white founding fathers in too positive a light. 
<laughs> too positive a light. They did too good of a job, so let's uh, bring them down a notch. Yeah, let's let's not think about what they did, how they did it, and what was accomplished because that's just too nice to say about those people. Yeah, let's let's not look at their accomplishments and how they broke away from tyranny, but let's look at the color of their skin. They should be ashamed because they were white people. Exactly. And see, and then they would complain if there were black people in the paintings that those black people were, were, were probably slaves. And even if they weren't, it would be a throwback to the mindset of slavery. I've heard things that... I've heard people talk about things in which we can't talk about stuff that happened back then because slavery existed back then. Even though the two didn't relate one in one way or another. So we need to erase history because some people don't like what it says, but it was history. It was there. It happened. Well, but did it? It depends on who wrote it. Well, you know, it, it, we'd if go the, back if the to the time machine and ask them, but I don't lot, know. Well, people are rewriting a lot of this stuff. You know, they're rewriting how history has actually happened in a, a different lens. Oh, that doesn't sound familiar. What? Yeah. When the lie sells, print the lie. Hmm. And right now, what sells is all of this anti-racism, anti-this, anti-that. It's all stuff to completely erase the actual founding of America in a way that makes it seem like America itself needs to be destroyed. I like to think that most people are like us. They're middle-of-the-road folks uh, trying to get through their day, doing their deal. And most of this stuff was never really an issue until they made it an issue. Yeah, well, things are so good that they had to find things to complain about. And that's the stuff that sells. Sells on media, sells on the news, sells on social media especially. Absolutely. The worse that it is, the more clicks you get. The worse that it is, the more eyes you have on the television. And really mainstream media, they are starving to death starving to death i saw um this one reporter that i watch and and she was showing what she does backstage she doesn't have a cameraman she uses an iphone to film all of her stuff she doesn't have a makeup person she does all of her makeup and she lives in a tiny little apartment because the things that she does on youtube she ain't making a whole lot of money so that stuff you know news isn't isn't as profitable as people think they are, unless you're backed by Pfizer. Well, I mean, Pfizer, Moderna, any of those big uh, big names backs you, and you're going to do well. Uh, as long as you push what they want you to push. Hmm. Well, the erasure of history and rewriting it, uh, nothing can go wrong here. <laughs> nothing can go wrong here. I mean, have you have you gotten the uh, Right Speak Dictionary version 11 yet? Not yet. It, it, I've ordered it. I think it's coming out next week. So is it? I, I've, I've got it pre-ordered. Yeah, the uh, the great leader should put it out. New Speak? Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was published in uh, 1948 or 1984. Yep. <laughs> hmm. 
which, uh, in case you didn't get the reference, 1984 was written in 1948. That's how he came up with 84. It was just by switching the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. Great movie. Yeah. And never, ever did I think it was prophetic. Yeah. It seems like it kind of is. Like they're trying to push some of these, some of these ideas and wait, folks, we're coming for re-education camps at some point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they've talked about it for the last three or four years now. Mm-hmm. And I think they're actually going to start happening kind of a, uh, you know, how they do with deprogramming cult members. I think that's how the left views the right is they are brainwashed cult members. Well, they're uninformed dupes, you know, they're a bunch of hicks. They yes. don't understand how the world works. They're all a bunch of hillbillies. All playing, you know, the theme to deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I actually like that tune. Yeah. Um, I have it on my uh, on my phone that I play in my car. Um, so, with that talk about trigger warnings, um, I have a clip that I brought that I think uh, would be good to play now because I was listening to another podcast called uh, Rage Planet. Or, sorry, Planet Rage. And um, I heard this on, on their podcast. Shout out to Darren O'Neill. Yes, Darren O'Neill and Larry. I'm sorry, I forget your last name. Um, but he does that Larry show. That much I know. Anyway, um, I heard it on their podcast. And it's a, it's, it's a fun podca- podcast. It's all, you know, it's for entertainment value. Um, it's not really a news deconstruction or anything like that. But... I heard this woman and I found my own female black doppelganger. So uh, go ahead and play the clip. I don't know why uh, the spirit of living God keeps giving me these things to tell y'all, but you know, I have to do what I am supposed to do. Um, So, you know, I I see a lot of of comments, uh, not just on my page, uh, mostly on other people's pages actually, but when an authoritative person speaks to you about something, you know, pertaining to facts or something like that, you get a lot of people that say, well, why do you have to yell? Well, you know, if you want to get people to join you, you should be less condescending and you should be, you know, this and the other, have more sympathy, more empathy, so forth and so on. And so I just want to say this to you, that everything shouldn't trigger you, sweetheart, you know. It is your lack of emotional maturity that causes every single thing that somebody tells you. It triggers, you know, when your mom uh, uh, used to spank you or when your dad used to spank you or, or, or that, that one time that teacher, that mean teacher, she yelled at you and so forth and so on. And so you're being triggered by every conversation that someone has. And as soon as you start, you know, it starts to touch a nerve that's connected to something that you have not taken care of by giving therapy, then you want to say that the other person is yelling at you. No, that's not necessarily what's happening. What you need to understand is that we are now at war and we don't have the time just sit down with you like we did before and try to play pancake with your ass to tell you, listen, <laughs> this is what's happening. When a child is crossing the street and a truck is coming, do I say, oh, come here, baby. Hold on, there's a truck. Come to me. No, I say, get your ass out the street right now. <laughs> and if I'm close enough to you, I'm going to snatch your ass. That's what's happening. No 
nobody gives a shit about your emotional immaturity anymore. If you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get on board with this shit, Cole, then I don't know what else to tell you. You will be left behind. No one has the time for your triggers and shit. My strong suggestion to you is that you go get some therapy about what your mama did and your daddy and your teacher and the this and the pastor and this and the other when you were a child and you can't get over this shit because now we don't have time. I love that woman. She, she, she's absolutely my black female doppelganger. Um, her name is Megan McGlover. Uh, look her up. She's got a lot of good stuff out there. But I play that also because it leads into this story of somebody who well, needs hold, to... Hold on. Oh, go ahead. Hold on. So basically, don't be a bitch. Grow the... Grow up. Yeah, grow grow up. You know, nobody's nobody's here to nerf your world. Well, the problem your, is so your, many... Your feelings aren't facts. Nobody... Nobody cares what you feel. Really, nobody cares. Now, nobody, some of these people who are very isolated, nobody would even notice if you died. Absolutely not. And you know what? You're not going to get a participation trophy. You're just not that damn important. No. And your opinion doesn't even matter. It really doesn't. You're allowed to have one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and if I say something that offends you, you're allowed to be offended. I don't have to change. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And some stink more than others. All right. With that said, that leads me into my next story of emotional immaturity and somebody who needs trigger warnings and needs. Hey, now, there's no no, no need to be mean to me now. <laughs> uh, sometimes. It is, sometimes feelings. I have to. Um. This is one that, uh, here comes that multipolar thing, because here's one that pissed me off. And many, many, many other people. At the University of Kansas, the student body president, uh, Naya McAdoo, uh, sent out a bizarre retweet. How come all these outraged people, we can't pronounce their names? I think they do that on purpose, because mm. it makes us sound racist and stupid. I guess so. Yeah, well, she she sent out a retweet on September 3rd. Happy Friday, everybody. Death to America. Yeah. On 9-11, right? Uh, just before 9-11. It was on September 3rd, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but she stands by what she said. Uh, in a bizarre retweet from a Twitter account called Comrade 6. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brought a perfect storm of outrage, not just to her, but to Kansas University. Donors, alumni, enraged by University of Kansas, ready for this, student governments, uh, she's the student body president of Kansas University. Her death to America message read the headline um, in an episode of National Columnist Todd Starnes. I don't know him. Anyway. The thing is, this uh, privileged, whiny, mentally challenged, victimhood-seeking, identity politics-playing, complete waste of space in endorsing death to America when America's freedoms are what gave her the freedom of speech to say such outrageous things in the first place, what kind of place elects student government leaders who further incite the very hatred and division they claim to oppose? Do you realize, do you have any friggin' clue 
that you can only say that in a country that allows you to say that. If you said that in one of these utopian places or dystopian, depends on your point of view, in one of these utopian places, you would not be allowed to say that. You would be arrested. You would be jailed. You would be fined. You would be, you know, um, persecuted, prosecuted and persecuted. It, it just it, it blows my mind. Uh, it's unacceptable. It's absolutely it's unacceptable. Tone deaf, beyond disrespectful. Look, all the people that have sacrificed, the millions of people that have sacrificed their lives, their, you know, abilities, whatever, to give her the freedom to do this, and she spits in their faces. I agree. And yet I disagree. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure you do. So, so the, the, I, I agree with everything you said, mm -hmm. but, and, and you didn't, you didn't disagree with this, but I totally support her freedom of speech. Yes. I also support the backlash yes. she gets. So if, okay, folks. Let's let's just break it down. Mm -hmm. So you're you're living under somebody else's roof and there you've agreed upon a certain way to act in un, in this domicile. Okay, clean up your dishes, turn off the TV when you leave the room. Uh, you know, d don't don't defecate in the living room, <laughs> something like that. You yeah. know, you you've agreed on some norms. I hate the word social norms because it doesn't really mean anything. No. But if unless you guys were raised in the same house with the same family. But the there there are certain things you know not to do uh, because it's disrespectful to the people around you. Except for a certain subset of people who don't take into consideration anything else around them. They are so selfish and self-centered that the world revolves around them and their pleasures. And, you know, this young lady that you're talking about, she, uh, lady, she <laughs> has some advantages. She's going to college, which a lot of people don't get to do. No, she's going to college. She's a student body president. Obviously she's doing pretty good at something. Obviously, it's something. Yeah. And all of this because she lives in this country. Now, here's here's my thing. If you don't like it here, move to that place that you think the utopia is. So go move to Cuba because they've got great health care. Go, go move there. See what it's like. Hey, have at it. I'll help you pack. Go to Brazil. See what it's like. Oh, yeah. Go to Canada. See what it's like. Move to... Go move to Paris. That's the best one. Go move to Paris. See what that's like. Yeah. Um, go move to Russia. See what that's like. You know, see. How if, about China? See if they're, yeah, go to China. See what that's like. See if they're, they are willing to put up with this type of disrespect. Now, I agree with her right to say it. Yes. I also agree with the consequences of doing something stupid. Yes. You have to pay the painful, stupid tax. Okay. I am free to say whatever I want, but I may have to pay a stupid tax if I piss off the wrong person because I might get punched in the face. Yes. I'm all for it. 
and I'm all for her having the backlash. Well, and and I, you know, like you said, I didn't disagree with that. I am all for everybody having the right to say whatever they want to say. Yeah. But you're not free from the consequences of what you say. Well, I'm going to say something here right now in response to that. I love this country. I live on the best in the best country on the planet. Yes. Bar none. Yeah, Absolutely. It's got its problems, but it's still the best country you can live in. And it's equal opportunity. Now, that's not equal outcome. No, it's equality, not equity. Everybody has the same chance to make something out of themselves. And it doesn't have to do with black, white, or what family that you're in. Yeah, you may get a you may get a leg up, but there's a lot of billionaires out there that didn't start off so great. No, many of them started off with nothing. So uh, I love this country. So I will count counteract uh, what she's doing, and I love my freedoms, and I want to keep the country free, free to believe whatever you want. Free to say whatever you want. Free to act like a moron if you want to act like a moron. That's fine. Let's keep that going. But when I have to nerf everything so you don't feel bad, that's not my problem. That's no. your problem no. because you're so fragile that me, and I agree with that that uh, lady that, that a little while ago, you need to toughen up, Buttercup. Get it together. People go through hard times. Shit happens. Well, in another tweet, she claimed her retweet of Death to America was unintentional, but I still stand by my retweet regardless. It apparently wouldn't be out of character for her either, because she said, please know that it is Death to America that was built on indigenous genocide and the back of black slaves. She subsequently wrote, in another defiant post, she retweeted from the popular rap artist Lil Nas X. Um, says, <clears throat> you're ready for this one. Nothing makes me happier than making people that hate me, hate me more. It's my reason to breathe, my reason to exist, my first gift I open on Christmas, my hug from a loved one, my cold soda on a hot summer day, everything I've ever wanted and everything I'll ever need. Buckle up, Buttercup. You're about to go on a hate ride. (laughs) Yeah, Kansas University, this is your student body president. Good luck. Well, brick-and-mortar academia is dead. It's dead. I mean, there's just, there's no saving it at this point. Nobody's learning anything. It's all more about social justice than actually learning something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, well, you can go get a degree in lesbian dance theory. Well, well, I mean, in, well, actually, going to get you that job. That, actually, that you were this is pushing. For. This is pushing uh, what's happening now in the population of students that uh, white men, well, men in general, are uh, not applying to colleges like they were. Uh, the end of last year, sixty-one percent of graduates were female. And the biggest demographic that's not applying are young white men because of this. This is one of their biggest reasons they don't want to have to deal with all of this. Why would you want to go to a place where you're automatically hated and have to denounce everything that you do? Absolutely. They're just entering the workforce. Yeah. And I don't blame them. 
No, and there's plenty of tech schools out there. I mean, IT guys, <laughs> we're going to need them a lot. And then also yeah. welders, plumbers. I mean, you can make a figure fa- salary on welding and plumbing. Just ask Mike Rowe. Yeah. yeah. He pushes tech schools all the time, trade schools, pushes it all the time. And I agree. You know, we still need linemen and welders and body men and, you know, whatever. I'm sorry, body people. <laughs> line people well whatever yeah yeah um i think tech school's where it's at i think i think that's gonna be uh i mean you you've got these people rolling out with silly master's degrees and in silly subjects and they're baristas at, at starbucks and they wonder why i went to school i deserve it's like no you don't you don't have a skill that's useful Nobody, it's not in demand. It's a supply and demand uh, country. Just because you spend a lot of time learning, chasing your passion, which I fully back you chasing your passion. Yes. But don't expect to get a good job doing your passion if there's, you know, underwater basket weaving, if, if there's no positions open for you. Sorry, but you did chase your passion. Well, you're going to have a hard time finding a job with, a degree in, you know, 17th century French art. Or women's studies. I mean, yeah. where, where are you, where are you going to get a job doing that? Take those classes as, you know, as you wish, but get a degree in something useful. Yeah. Well, you said silly. So let's go with silly. And I've got the woke 500. Oh, and no, that's not a NASCAR race. Oh man. And here comes offended number 27. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> you got the Rona over there? Yeah, I might. Who knows? I just got the cough. Anyway, uh, the Woke 500, Rolling Stone magazine has put out its newest list of top 500 songs of all time. And, um, you know, it's. Uh, hold on, how many hold times on. did they do this? Hold on. All right, hold go on. ahead. When's the last time Rolling Stone has been significant in music? Probably the last time MTV had music. I would think, I, I would venture to say during the 70s, but, well, they they did that whole thing about that. They did write about the war at one point. And I heard some stuff coming out of that, but that wasn't music. No, no. Um, you know, and, and, well, nobody sticks to their genre anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, CNET, I was on CNET yesterday looking at some stuff and half their articles had nothing to do with technology. Yeah. You know, it, technology is what they were founded on and it's where you used to be able to go and get good information on technology. Now it's all woke this, woke that. Well, if you get a good ad blocker, you miss most of that crap anyway on the sidebars. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Use the Brave browser, people. Brave browser is excellent. Um, also, if you get you a firewall and put it on your network, it, yep. it has ad blocking technologies on it too, which is pretty pretty slick. Um, so, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to go through the top 500 songs. Uh, yeah, we don't have time for that. But we're going to go through the top five out of this 500. And again, how many times does Rolling Stone magazine come out with the top 100, 500, 1,000 songs of all time? 
that seemed to change every single time. I think I think I stopped caring in the eighties, but anyway. Yeah, me too. But hey, it was here. I got to bring it up. All right. All right. Number five. Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Mm. I think that one deserves an honorable mention. Good song. It is. I don't know if it's top. I don't know if it's top five. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Top four. We're going Woker. Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. Mm. Well, it's got the name in it, so they got to mention that. Well, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it, which is all about, uh, you know, anti-war sentiment from uh, when he was at Woodstock. But uh, number three, Sam Cooke. A change is going to come. Hmm. Um, but what's that change going to be? Anyway. Change your underwear. You go from Sam Cooke. You ready? Public enemy. Fight the power. Fight the power. <laughs> that is the number two song of all time. Mm. Last but not least, number one. The number one song of the top 500 songs of all time across all musical genres I mean, Mozart's in here. Beethoven's in here. Way, way down the list. But they're in here. The number one song of all time, as Al Sharpton would put it, (laughs) R-E-S-P-I-C-T. But it's not his version. It's Aretha Franklin with respect. Well, I could see see some uh, albums getting sold to get some more royalties for the family. So that's probably why that got put in there. Yeah, half of them are, you know, half these people are not alive anymore. Yeah. So there will be some royalties because people will download straight from Rolling Stone magazine. I'm sure you could probably download the top 500 on iTunes or something. But uh, I just thought that was, that was kind of funny and silly and. After the KU student and after all the other trigger warning bullshit, you know, I thought that would be fun to just run through this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring the room back down. Yay. (laughs) I'm excited now. So here's a trigger warning for for the listeners out there. If you don't want to hear anything about COVID-19, now is the time to probably tune out. (laughs) We'll give you a minute to go ahead and take that take care of that now for those of you who are left we'll uh we'll continue this um probably not left there was a yeah there was a a, a thing on joe rogan kind of caught my attention now brett weinstein and heather uh hiring um heather great person very McDonald's? smart huh McDonald's? no Hi, hi, hiing, 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 Heather hiing, his wife. Oh. So, um, very smart lady. I swear she's got that NPR voice, so it kind of puts me to sleep. <laughs> very smart lady. I like what she says. Sometimes hard to, hard to listen to. Um, Welcome to the show. So, yeah. So, I'm going to play a clip. We'll stop at a couple of couple of points during here and discuss what we have heard and that i I don't want to give the topic away we're just gonna let it free flow a little bit on what comes to mind all right let's see what you got but one of the things that i want to tell people out there especially if you're if you're listening to this hey you know uh yeah 
I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. I don't care. I really don't. Just don't make me do it, okay? You do your deal, I'll do my deal. And if you're vaccinated, that's fine. Doesn't mean we're on different teams. Don't shun your family, you morons. Don't create division with the people that you love because they don't do what you do because they're not on your team. Stop that crap. That is ridiculous. What are you, 12? Grow up. Anyway, <laughs> let's go on with this, and we'll start now. There's this thing that's happening, too, though, and this is where it gets fascinating because there's the, the psychology of these drugs and of compliance and of which team you're on. Are, are you on team, you know, mainstream news, people that follow the news in the sense or sort of a peripheral sense that believe everything Fauci says and don't understand how bizarre these things get when massive amounts of profits are involved. And these people automatically want to ridicule anything that might be outside of the realm of what's being promoted in the mainstream media. So, uh, as everybody probably knows, that came from the Joe Rogan podcast, by the way. I didn't give credit there where credit was mm-hmm. due. But, uh, you know, Mr. Ivermectin on a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the guy that took the Ivermectin horse tranquilizer? Yeah, the horse tranquilizer. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so so they're they're talking to actual academics, Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So these aren't talking head, right wing news folks. And Brett Weinstein was one of the most left leaning and probably still is professors that was out there at the time. So, and lives in Oregon. I mean, yeah, he's extremely left leaning. Um, He was a professor at Evergreen University, which is a very liberal college. I mean, very famously, was pretty much thrown out of there. Because he wouldn't leave on Black Day. Right, because white people were not allowed to show up that day. Yeah. And he's he's a professor. He was thinking, well, I still need to teach my class. And he was attacked and berated, screamed at by students. And then he was forced to uh, resign. Yep. Although I don't think he's hurting that bad now, but <laughs> no, I think he's doing. I think he's doing all right. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's definitely very. Uh, he's not left leaning. He's very left. Mm-hmm. But but he's he sensible. Also he's he does sensible. not believe in cancel culture. He's he's and he doesn't believe in woke. No, and he's he's a very sensible human being. Right. He's he's more of a traditional liberal. Yeah, I don't agree with everything that he that he says, but I don't have to. I don't agree with everything I say. I don't agree with everything you say either. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, let's get to you. All right. Which is get vaccinated, which is really all you're hearing. Yeah. Well, we need right. to be, we all need to be on team skeptic, huh. right? Because, I mean, if you just simply track the stories that we have been assured are true that have then shown themselves to be false. So he's saying, think for yourself, folks. What? Trust the experts. Hashtag trust the science. Oh, my God. And continuing on. Right. Like the uh, the overdoses that were keeping gunshot victims out of the hospital. He's talking about the gunshot victims that were getting 
uh, kept out of the hospital because of people taking ivermectin, taking horse horse uh, dewormer, right? Paste, um, which was a lie. But everything's better on a Ritz. Which yeah, was, I mean it was a lie. Was an it's, absolute it's, well, lie. It's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of that lying going on right now. Um, Rachel you know, Maddow tweeted it out, and yep. she lied yes, about it. Absolutely, and knew she, and it. knew she lied. Yeah, it's not like you know it was a mistake. There was a doctor in Oklahoma who talked about how you know his hospital was being overrun by people taking ivermectin that they couldn't treat uh, gunshot victims, they couldn't treat car accident victims, heart attack victims, and then two days later. The hospital put out a press release saying, number one, that doctor does not have privileges here. And number two, what he said is completely false. We have plenty of room. Yep. And continuing on. Um, These stories are revealing that something is just not right about our our way of even doing journalism anymore. And the fact, I don't know what to make of it, but the fact that Anthony Fauci was yesterday revealed to have clearly lied to Congress when he told them we didn't fun, uh, fund gain-of-function research. Air Fauci lied about something? Let's go back to the 80s, folks. Remember the AIDS epidemic? <laughs> so there was this little drug that Fauci was in charge of called AZT. AZT. What was it? It was a failed cancer drug. Why was it failed? Because it killed the people that they were trying to treat. It's a toxin. And so what did they do? Well, we need to sell this drug somehow. So let's give it to the gays. Let's give it to people who are probably going to die anyway. Who are marginalized as it is and aren't going to raise a stink. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it, was a, it was essentially a clinical trial on human beings that didn't know that they were being uh, trial participants. That sounds familiar. Wait a minute. You mean like now? Could be. Let's carry on. In Wuhan. I mean, that was obvious when he said these things, but everyone assumed he had defined the terms in some way that would justify that claim. No, it was just a lie. So here we have somebody who, you know, lied to us about masks, has lied to us multiple times, and was also apparently a key to conducting funds in uh, in violation of our own ban on gain-of-function research, conducting funds to the Wuhan Institute, which may well have caused the pandemic. How is the person who is in the position to have circumvented a congressional ban on this kind of research and possibly, therefore, be have played a prominent role in producing the pandemic, how is he also in charge of keeping us safe? All right, so I'm going to stop right there, and I remember when they shut down that gain-of-function research. It was during Obama's second term, and Obama said, we don't need to be doing this. This is dangerous. And then during the chaos and the disorganization of the Trump era, he got it snuck back in and did it against Congress with the gain of function. Now, this is all in the emails that were leaked. This is not hearsay. This no. is not QAnon. No, these are his actual emails. This is his emails. And in his emails, they talked about how the genome wasn't natural. And so all these people 
that were saying that it was a lab leak, they got cancel culture, they got shut down, they got fake news, they got misinformation stamps. And let me tell you, folks, fact checkers, that's just another brand for censor. That's all it is. So you just might as well, when you hear fact checker, you might as well just hear censor. Because I haven't seen a fact checker yet that was fair and balanced. No, of course not. And, you know, no news or reporting is going to be fair and balanced, Mm. period. I mean, people talk about, you know, going back to the 60s and the 70s when news reporters just read the news. Every news person, every news organization is going to be biased in some way or another. Just be upfront about your bias. That's all I ask. Well, if you're turning on the news and you're looking at a news reader and you're saying, tell me what to think, then there are deeper problems. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, carrying on. And why are we tolerating him lying to us? So you said we all need to be on Team Skeptic. I, think, I mean, Joe's exactly right. We're all being told you're on Team Blue, effectively. You're on Team Mainstream, or you're someone else. You're persona non grata, and you're, you're going to become a second-class citizen. I was going to say we all need to be on Team Science. And, you know, this is, you know, this is in part why, why we're here with you, right? That, team you know, science. we are approaching things scientifically. And the people who keep on adopting the mantle of science are like, no, I'm, you know, Follow the hashtag follow the science, right? All too often, hashtag follow the science. When you dig, it's like, oh, well, we went into a back room somewhere and concluded some things, and we're going to tell you the conclusion, but just listen to us because we're scientists. You can tell because the lab coats. Like, no, actually, that's not how science works. Science, science works by, um, by investigating patterns carefully and really, really, really trying to falsify your cherished results. So disproving theories... Uh, that's what peer review is. Wow. So the purpose of science is to disprove your findings. Yes. A scientist comes up with a theory. He then tests that theory. If he finds that his results coincide with what his theory says, he publishes that. Once he does, all the other scientists in that field Put it under scrutiny. You know, they do the test to find out if it holds up under scrutiny. That is essentially trying to disprove the theory that the initial scientist proved. If it was all, well, let me put it this way. If it was all about consensus and wanting it to be right, and the initial scientist um, proving his theory, and that's all we needed, we would have cold fusion right now. It wouldn't work, but cold fusion was supposedly proven back in, I think it was 1989. Um, But it was never, they were never able to replicate it. Yes, unless there's a grant involved. Well, yeah. And if there's a grant involved, you're going to get something passed. So um, I forget the gentleman's name. Um, he just recently resigned. Actually, he resigned this week. And he was the guy, it, it was the funniest thing I've ever, I've ever heard of. He published a paper on dog park rape and cut. Oh, my God. And he they got did a lot of those. He, get aw- he got awards for this paper. And 
how horrible it was for dog park rape on on canines, and it was all a joke. There were it was three three people working together, and uh, and it was peer reviewed. Yeah, it was three people (laughs) working. It was three people working together that purposely wrote papers just to see if they could get them published. And they did. They never imagined they would be peer reviewed. But they wrote like 20 papers. Yeah. And a large percentage one of, of them. One of, one of them was called the ephemeric penis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, they were surprised at how many of them got published. And then how many of them went through the peer review system and they were applauded for the work they had done. Which proves the peer review system is flawed. Yeah. And continuing on. And we see very little falsification going on right now in mainstream media land. One of the grossest things from Fauci is when he said an attack on Anthony Fauci is an attack on science itself. That's right. Like that is bad guy in a movie shit. (laughs) You're right. So anyway, that's it. That's the end of the clip. I thought it was I thought it was kind of hilarious to bring a little sanity into this whole whole talk. you know, look, kind of say it out there for the people who are so fragile and they're on their rail. I mean, right now they are just gritting their teeth and they're going, you're killing my children with this type of talk. <laughs> and I just want to say to those, say to those folks, hey, man, if you got it, fine. You know, nobody thinks that COVID isn't real. No, well, but stop telling me to trust the science because I do. Yeah, nobody's nobody's saying COVID isn't real, and nobody's saying that the that the vaccination is not effective against the original variant. Right. The original variant. And stop saying it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated because you know where the variants are coming from? The vaccinated people. Because you know what happens when you treat a a pandemic during a pandemic it mutates exactly the all the variants are coming out of people who are vaccinated um it's 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 what a virus does it mutates to try to keep itself alive and replicate i mean i'm not like andrew cuomo i'm not you know slapping fannies and killing grannies i mean that's not what i'm doing here but but i'm just saying you know Take a look around you. Now, the part that we're really discussing here is how the media has basically turned people against each other. This has become such a passionate argument that it I'm befuddled by people. I'm like, I'm like, so really you're saying that you're not gonna be my friend because I don't want to get something shot into me that I don't need. Well, a lot of these people came out and said if the if the vaccine comes out during the Trump administration, they will not take it. Kamala Harris. Joe, <laughs> That's what she Joe said. Joe Biden. And both of those people also said they would never make it mandatory. Now, well, I, what, a politician go back on their word? What? That's just like a celebrity saying they, they're going to move to Canada. Joe doesn't know that he went back on his word, though. He doesn't know where he is most oh. of the time. He doesn't remember saying it. He doesn't remember waking up. 
Well, I thought that was a good podcast. Yeah, that was. If you want to listen to it, and it's on Spotify, it's uh, Joe Rogan's uh, number 1705. Uh, listen to it. It's three hours. Um, you'll get a... You may not get the right perspective, but you'll get a different perspective. And different perspectives are okay. That's how we understand each other. Not everybody thinks alike. And believe it or not, folks, not everybody thinks like you either. Not everybody thinks like me. And you know what? That's a good thing. I can concur. <laughs> Was well, that it for news this time? Uh, that's all I got. All right. On to our UFO section. <laughs> First, within within our solar system, mm-hmm. you know what I have is there was a great explosion on Jupiter, September thirteenth, two thousand one, and this comes from UFO Sightings Daily. Oh, sure there. I'm big, sure that's a reputable site. Sure, they're a great rag. Uh, so Jose Luis P- uh, Pereira was using his telescope and recording Jupiter when he caught something fantastic. A huge glow suddenly appears and then gone on the surface of the planet. This could be a meteor, but I see no signs of a meteor incoming. No tail, no glowing, no hitting Jupiter's atmosphere. That's really odd to me. It tells me that this is not a meteor from space. Or from where, where, else, would <laughs> where from? else would it be from? But I guess I don't know. However, I do <laughs> notice that the explosion seems to come from the planet itself. I believe that an alien bomb of some type Uh. has detonated or some high-tech energy building similar to our nuclear reactors, but far more advanced with an energy we cannot yet comprehend has exploded. This tells me that Jupiter is inhabited and the clouds around it could very well be from such detonations across the surface. Are they at war? Are we? Are they detonations on accident? The only way to find out is to travel there. It's a gaseous giant. Whoa. There's nothing on the surface? No. There is no surface. <laughs> it's, it, you know, the first, the, the top layer of the surface is a gas. The below that is liquid. Hmm. I mean, hundreds of, I don't know, many, 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 many miles thick. It's liquid. Yeah. Hashtag follow science. Oh, <laughs> let's follow that guy. There could have been a lot of stuff happening there. I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think there's a uh, alien base there. No. Nah. Nah. I think it's I think it's out in Arizona, but the <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in Texas. Well, uh, no comment. Your backyard. But uh, the. The uh, explosion, I mean, that could have been any number. It could just be an atmospheric disturbance. It could have been a lightning yeah. or a huge lightning storm. It very well could be. There's, it, those things happen on other planets at such scale that we can't really comprehend mm-hmm. the lightning storms. Or it could have been, you know, flash photography outside of his telescope. Who knows? Well, that could be the case. Uh, one other thing is a UFO fleet, 
fleet. Fleet. More than one. Two? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, looks like four by the picture, but uh, during the storm over Mount Pillar, France, on September 16th, 2021, a lightning storm began over Mount Pillar, France, on September 16th, and someone went outside and noticed some glowing lights flying in the shape of a figure eight or the infinity symbol, which would be a figure eight. Okay. The lights are not made of spotlights. The lights, which would not have been acting in electric electrical storm. Each light is different in shape and slightly different movement. Okay, so... Well, I like the fact that supposedly they're in the, the shape of something we know here on Earth. If you're flying in a formation... Yes. And you're, you're Zed, the alien commander. Okay. Wouldn't you want all of our sh- all your ships to be the same make, uh, same landing lights and stuff like that, so you would know... The, I mean, there's support ships you could probably have, but I, I think, I think for the most part, if I was on a scouting mission, right, and, that, and that's what this would be, it would be a s- scouting mission. Well, this is this is their ver- this is the alien version of the Blue Angels. Yeah, they would be well, the Blue Angels, they were FA-18s, yeah. right? Same plane, right? Same capabilities, yes. same speed, yes. Same passenger count. It would just make sense to me. That they would all be the same. One would think so. You know, I, Symmetry? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't see aliens traveling billions of light years to get here. And then, you know, they have this huge mothership up in up in space, you know, not far from us. And they go, uh, what we got in the garage, Fred? <laughs> you know, <laughs> jump in that one and that one and that one, you know. It, it, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I want I want one Hyundai, yeah. uh, one BMW, one Chevy, right? Uh, whatever. I mean, hell, even the terrorists, even all the Islamic terrorists out there, all Toyota. drive Toyota trucks. <laughs> Toyota Hilux. <laughs> oh my God! Toyota has a hell of a contract with uh, the terrorist organizations. <laughs> Toyota supporting global terrorist terrorism since the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, I don't believe either of these stories. And look, yeah, no. I'm a UFO nut, man. I, I, I like it. You're a nut. It's, well, I am a nut. I mean, there's... Uh, I'm a lot of things, but we yeah. won't get into that right now. But, we don't have time. Um, not buying it. So, the UFO report, not not a whole lot going on there. But I understand you have brought something to the table. I've today. got stuff. The um, the, uh, a show I picked up last year. Ivermectin won't cure it. No, (laughs) no, it's not a parasite, and I don't need a horse tranquilizer. But uh, there's a show I I, I started watching last year called The Proof Is Out There. The Proof Is Out There. Um, hold on, is it? Oh, there we go. The proof is out there. And this, this show is not just about UFOs. It's about all kinds of uh, different strange things that, you know, <laughs> chupacabras and Sasquatch um, and 
weird sounds and lights and you know they do all kinds of different things but uh this past friday was their first episode of their second season and it was about ufos uh it's hosted by a guy named tony harris he was an investigative journalist he does a pretty good job hosting and um this came out because the uh the dni the uh all right and um so they this time it was on UFOs because the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released uh, a UFO sightings report. Finally, you know, uh, UFOs have been widely talked about in many other countries around the world, especially Latin America, uh, Russia, uh, Chile, Mexico. Um, these countries have been very open about uh, UFO sightings, which are now, I'm sorry, they're no longer UFOs. They're UAPs, UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. I don't know why the change. I'm guessing somebody was in a UFO and got offended. I don't know. <laughs> um, I get, maybe UFO is racist. I, I don't know. Um, but finally, you know, they, they finally acknowledged that there are things they cannot explain. And this report is only about sightings done by the military. And they've listed 144 encounters uh, between uh, the military and UAPs. And 143 of them cannot be explained. One of them is explained by a weather balloon. uh, But um, the other 143 can't be explained. But they say when they are explained, they'll fit into one of five categories. Either airborne clutter natural atmospheric phenomena, industry development programs, foreign adversary systems, or, ready? Other. Other. Yeah. Didn't other the whole reason? (laughs) Which, and they say, it doesn't mean that it's extraterrestrial. But, it doesn't mean that it's not. I mean, we've had... There have been reportings and sightings that we know of, of in the modern era since the 1890s with uh, airships. Uh, World War II, you know, the Foo Fighters, World War II pilots saw lighted balls in the air, lighted orbs in the air flying alongside their planes. Now, in World War II, they all thought it was the Luftwaffe. You know, the, the Nazis had some sort of weird thing going on that they were doing because they were pretty technologically advanced. Yeah, rockets and jet engines and things like that. Yeah, exactly. But after the war, after the war was over, they found out that the uh, German pilots were experiencing the same things going, we don't know. So um, in this episode, they there were, let's see, nine different uh, encounters. Now, Tony Harris, as I said, was an investigative journalist. He's put together an array of people who are um, video forensic analysts and, you know, scientists and astronomers and and different people who who are experts in their fields. And what they've done is take, they've taken nine videos, examined them. They've taken these nine videos and examined them to find out if they're fake or not. Um, they out of the nine, two of them they debunked as probably not UFO. They're not one hundred percent sure 
on one of them. In one of them, they're pretty sure it definitely wasn't. So now at least seven. Seven that, that all these experts have said, we believe they are UFOs. Mm-hmm. So these are real scientists doing real science and um, from a government document. So now, where does this where does this lead from here? You know, is the government going to acknowledge that we are actually definitely being visited? I don't know. Hmm. But uh, if you get a chance, catch catch this show. It's called The Proof Is Out There. Um, they do some pretty good stuff. Yeah, I got to mark that one down. That's definitely on my list to see. But it falls into the, the whole UFO, conspiracy theory, X-File, whatever. It's like a Time Life book series from the 80s, Unexplained Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, too bad Leonard Nimoy isn't there to be on it now. <laughs> all right, so that's all I have in UFO news. Well, that's all I have for everything, really. So uh, me we'll, too. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. Yes, uh, thank you. Hopefully next week we'll have a guest on. Uh, we'll still have to work that out. We're still a little or- unorganized. Uh, Dean right now is working feverishly on our website. So we'll have a web presence at www.com thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll try to get that up as soon as possible because we need your money. We yes. need some donations to kind of kind of keep this, uh, pay for some of this equipment so we can keep sounding good and uh, <laughs> eventually buy a shed that we can host all this junk in. <laughs> I think my wife's getting mad that, that we're doing this. Uh, that I'm doing this in in this part of the bunker because I think she used to do some some kind of pottery in here or something like that and I don't think she, <laughs> she's kind of giving me that look like when you're gonna get your crap out of here but uh, uh it's anyway. good to get the stink guy so uh, Scott Dunlop and my email is Scott at techtools.net and that's t e k t o o l z dot net and please subscribe our podcast so we get our analytics up so we know how much we need to expand if we need to expand and uh you know if you like this show please turn it on to some folks you think may like this show or people that you know will not like the show go ahead and turn them on to it also it's fun to watch their heads explode explode and Dean, what about your contact information? As I am Dean Ludwig, and my email address is dean at techtools.net. That's T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. And Dean is obviously D-E-A-N. Um, but yeah, please reach out. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you liked it, if you didn't. Uh, if you have any suggestions on stuff you'd like to see us cover or hear us cover, uh, we'd like to hear that too. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Stay safe, Scott. Stay safe, Dean.